Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, welcome in here. It is uh, October the 24th. Unbelievable here. 2019, people. Welcome in. To the grid, sportsgrid.com. Time to make it rain on this uh, on this Thursday. Plenty going on here, of course. Plenty coming up here tonight. NFL, college football, abbreviated uh, NBA slate, but some great games in the NBA. Finally, get a chance to check out some of our uh, some of our favorite teams. Uh, we'll finally hit the uh, hit the hardwood here tonight. So uh, we'll give you the latest there. Uh, last night. Full slate of NBA games, 11 of them, in fact, giving us our first glimpse at teams like, oh, I don't know, the Knicks, uh, for instance, who uh, ching covered uh, on the road against those uh, old San Antonio Spurs who looked old, felt old, smelt old. Uh, and, of course, uh, I was so looking forward to watching Jimmy Butler in his opening uh, game against the Miami and with the Miami Heat. And, yeah, uh, apparently he had a hemorrhoid or some sort of personal issue there and decided an hour before tip-off that he wouldn't be playing last night. But everything's okay, but welcome to the NBA where the injury report is not what it is in the NFL, people. Remember that. You may not know until tip-off when guys will be available or when guys might just not decide to play. It's uh, It's good like that. But... Not good in Houston right now, where I think players probably just got out of a players only meeting they've been having for the last six hours, trying to figure out where it all went wrong with a 107 win Houston Astros team who looks like a 80 win Astro team with the way that they have been playing in this series. And you give credit, of course, to the Washington Nationals. Scherzer battled last night again. Uh, not Scherzer, um, Strasburg, like Scherzer did the night before. Strasburg comes out there, gives up two runs in the first inning, and then really buckles down, makes a lot of big pitches. Once again, the Houston Astros cannot, cannot hit with runners in scoring position. Waiting all night to get that big hit, it just never came. What did come was 10 runs, in fact, in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning for the Washington Nationals. And I hope teams like the Twins and the Yankees, I hope you guys are paying attention. Because, Dane, it is absolutely amazing what happens when you simply put the ball in play. It's unbelievable what happens when you make guys all of a sudden have to make plays. And as routine as it may seem, the fact that they still have to catch the ball, throw the ball, execute, Look at what happens when you're not too busy striking out or hitting a home run all the time, Dane. Uh, ask Alex Bregman how he feels uh, this morning here, uh, as he single-handedly was responsible for about six of those runs, six of the ten late in that game. Put the damn ball in play. Washington seems to have figured that out. Um, as far as the Astros, yeah. 
you ain't going to win if you ain't getting those big hits at the big moments, Dane. Yeah, good morning, Joe. Good morning, Degenerates here on Make It Rain. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. Um, yeah, yeah, Joe. I mean, we've been t- – and the funny part is we foretold this, Joe. Generally mm-hmm. speaking, all summer long we were like, this is going to be fun now, but playoff baseball is different. We said there were going to be better pitchers so you wouldn't be able to slug and home run your way to a championship and that, you know, more – I don't know if you want to call it old school baseball or National League baseball or whatever you want to call it was going to come into play. And I'll say it again, Joe. The Astros left nine runners on base last night. They went 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position, Joe. And to your point, there were three errors in the game. It is amazing what happens. You know, you always say you want the ball hit to you. I don't know if the left side of the Astros infield still feels that way. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, maybe they don't. I mean, Joe, literally, the first batter of the World Series, Joe, in game Mm -hmm. one. You know, Turner hit a kind of line drive hard, one hopper to short that Correa booted. And he came around to score. Like, that's that's... That's a microcosm of this right now. The home runs are great and all, and the Nats got some of those too, Suzuki in the seventh, right? But we said this. It's a different kind of baseball, and you're going to need to be able to string it together. This goes back all the way, Joe, in 2002 when Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs. He was in the World Series, but the Angels and the rallies of David Eckstein beat them for a championship. Yeah. And, you know, and and intentionally walking him helped, too. But the sure. <laughs> the truth is, though, guys, this is what we watched last night was baseball. And yes. ultimately, old school baseball will always win out in a seven game series. You can build a team all you want for the regular season. Hit home runs. Yay. You know what's winning championships? Being able to hit with runners in scoring position and not just home runs, but being able to get guys over. There was uh, the whole setup there early on in that game where they were bunting guys over to, you know, trying to get guys in position. And, you know, that was the first end. Like, what do you like? Do you see guys what's going on here? Playing small ball, putting the ball in play. Every fundamental that for 120 years has made this game the way it is. You know, the idea of all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're going to get away from that. It's going to be analytics. How are the analytics working last night? I mean, did that did that help Bregman at all? The analytics last night be able to make a couple of plays? No, guys. The You've got to execute, catch the ball, throw the ball. It's the same damn game. And I can tell you the two pitchers who understand this, Scherzer and Strasburg understand that it doesn't matter if we're not 100%. We are not our dominant selves. That's fine. But you're never really going to be that dominant over a World Series opponent anyway, are you, Dane? I mean, maybe that's the reality of the situation is that you've got this team won 107 games in the year for a reason. But it's not it's being able to avoid what happened to the Houston Astros last night. Ten runs, guys, in what, three innings like that can't happen, man. That's just embarrassing. And I don't know, Dane, the numbers prove it. We We got 115 years of data that tells us. The team on the road who wins the first two games, I mean, it's it's greater than 80% that the yeah. Nationals are now going to be champions in the, in the World Series. Yeah, and they are, I believe, minus 280 favorites to do so wow. at this it point. Go, so it has, up. in fact, wow. shifted. Okay, Man. it has shifted big time. They are and now minus 280. They're not a favorite tomorrow. They're home. <laughs> they're not a favorite. <laughs> 
Well, I, maybe I mean, to win the series. <laughs> I wonder what Mattress Matt is doing this weekend. Maybe he's looking uh, yeah. for some change in those Mattress covers. What kind of hedge are we going to get this weekend, I wonder, from him? <laughs> I don't know. I think his outlay is a little too much for a hedge to wind up working. Yeah, yeah. We can run the numbers, policy. though, I guess. Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Get ready. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So uh, looks like uh, tomorrow will be the uh, the 21st birthday for Juan Soto. The uh, okay, he's only 20, but he'll be 21 tomorrow. And I can't think of a uh, better 21st birthday weekend than to I don't know sweep the damn Houston Astros and win a win a World Series title for this kid. Yeah, right. One hell of a way to uh, to get your career started, and uh, one hell of a way to celebrate your 21st birthday by. Yeah, I don't know. Winning a World Series, which a parade, sure. Uh, par- I, you know, it's guys. It, it's, Birthday parade, it's no problem. Made. Yeah, what a story for this kid, and uh, what a story it's unfolding. And we had told you uh, before the break, guys. It's they are now minus two sixty favorites to win the series. This being, of course, the Washington Nationals up two nothing. We haven't seen a road team win the first two games of a series since '99. The Yankees did it. Of course, they went on to sweep. Well, the last 24 times it has happened in the World Series, 15 of those times, the team that won the first two games goes on and sweeps. So none of the metrics, none of the numbers look very good for the Houston Astros right now. They really did need to win that game last night. And they opened it up. uh, You know, listen, they gave up two runs once again, Verlander. And the numbers on him, Dane, are just staggering. Not just from last night's game, but from the this year's postseason. And let us remember, guys, this is now his fifth. I believe that was his fifth start in the World Series. And he's only won one game pitching in the World Series, guys. One. And he's got close to a six ERA. This postseason alone, he has given up nine first inning runs. Justin Verlander. Nine in the postseason alone this year. I mean, that is, you want to talk about uh, uh, your dominant opening guy, right? Your your ace goes out there and puts you in a hole right away. Like nine first inning runs, Dane, is ridiculous. You expect that from your fifth guy, right? Your The bullpen days or whatever. It, you, you don't expect that from a guy like Justin Verlander. But that's the reality of this situation right now for the Astros. The good news is they don't have to face Scherzer and Cole maybe for these next two games, Uh, Scherzer and Strasburg. But you know what? Maybe the best news for them is that they don't have to throw Verlander or Cole out there right now and uh, and try something different because those guys are going the wrong way. It's quite obvious things are going hard left for that starting rotation. Yeah, here's what it is for me, Joe. I'm going to give you two numbers that I don't care what else is going on about Justin Verlander. The first is that the man is 36 years old. Mm. That's it. The second is that 
after last night, the man has thrown over 250 innings so far this season. He threw 220 in the regular season, and today, and, you know, he's marked that he's thrown over 30 postseason innings, okay? Mm. I don't care who you are. That is a lot of innings for a guy in his mid to late 30s, and as we've seen, He's gotten jumped on the last couple of starts, giving up runs in the first inning, that sort of thing. I just think, and I know it sounds crazy to the fan or whatever, but sometimes you just have to understand, like, maybe he's hitting a wall. And, you know, for rookies, the innings limit is like 150, Mm -hmm. 160 innings. He's up over 250 innings this year, Joe. And I would venture to say a lot of them were pretty high leverage. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, and it it, it takes its toll. I mean, this yeah. is not it, it. This is not 20 years ago, guys. These pitchers are definitely not conditioned to get to this particular point. It's not like they, you know, for 10 years out of the career they threw 300 plus innings. That's not what's going on here anymore. And I don't know how you combat it. Uh, you know, if you're moving forward, when you get these guys in the mid-30s, Scherzer, same situation right now, mid-30s, 35 years old. You know, it's it's getting to that point at this point in the season where, you know, they're starting to regress a little bit and, you know, yeah. give credit to the hitters and to the team. But at the same time, you can't go from being that ridiculously dominant to – yeah, you know, can be good for stretches because that's not that's not good enough and that's not going to get the job done. And it's actually not being good enough is putting you in a 2-0 hole. While Scherzer and Strasburg are making pitchers, even when they're not as dominant, we haven't seen it yeah. from Cole and and, uh, and Verlander yet. And, and that's the difference in this series right now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, Verlander can't go out there giving up four runs. Right. You know, this is the World Series, but uh, you know, nine in the first inning, like seriously, right? that's what I'm saying. And I think he, I, I think there's something to it. Like all things being equal, I think they've just, you know, they're they're running on fumes. And and yep. you know how we talk about Joe, like the NBA coming to the NFL in terms of the trading deadline and players forcing their way out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know what else the NBA does? You know, did not play rest. Load management for guys like for stars like Kawhi. Remember the Toronto Raptors last year, how they were resting Kawhi a lot throughout the regular season so he could be fresh for right now. Now, I'm not saying you skip a Justin Verlander start, you know, but these Astros with 107 wins, they were clear of the Oakland A's, you know, for at least the division for a while. I don't know. Like, could they have? And I know Cole was chasing like the strikeout record and Cy Young awards and stuff, but maybe they could have managed uh, the innings for some of these big studs and horses mm. in the months of September, in the months of like August and September a little bit more. I mean, you think it's crazy, but they do it in the NBA all the time. LeBron takes nights off. Kawhi takes nights off. Maybe some of that is how you stretch it out. If you're if you're mm. a, a, one of these teams anticipating your horses needing to go over 250 innings throughout the course of the year. I thought it was fitting too last night watching um, Strasburg. You know, here he is in the, he's going into uh, his 100th, uh, 115th pitch. He's got two out. He's got two men on. It's a tied game, 2 2. Guys, keep in mind, this was a dude where they wouldn't let pitch in the postseason because he had right. an innings limit a couple of years ago. Like his whole, the first him. half of his career, he was bubble wrapped and he was like mm-hmm. this delicate flower that they didn't want to. And he's out here. 
His 115th pitch was a two-strike uh, curveball that fell off the, you know, the wall there and struck the guy out. Ending over, game still tied two and two, and then you go into the top of the seventh, and and the rest is history. But it's amazing, and kudos to him for a guy that spent most of his his entire career being that delicate flower. The ooh, don't throw Strasburg, don't throw right. Strasburg. Well, the wheel, you know, the training wheels are off, the bubble wrap is off. He would have, uh, and and he delivered. So maybe at the end they go on to win this thing. Maybe it was, you know, they'll all go, you see, I told you we didn't want to kill him and wow. you saved him for the right like moment. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. But I mean, that's you can only well. go with you. The last right. opportunity you had to make it to the playoffs, didn't. you didn't make it to the World Series. Why? Yeah. Because you didn't have Strasburg to lean on. But right. they set it up that way. That was the way they had said it. They weren't going to deviate from that. And now we get to see what could have been for this Washington Nationals right. team. Maybe this is the second trip if it was all said and done. But he's certainly 40 strikeouts to one walk in the postseason. 40 wow. to one, Dane. That's, yeah, that's, that's dominance. That's Absolutely. dominance. And we had said before, you know, in Scherzer in his second half, he missed some time. He was a little inconsistent at times. We were saying Scherzer is, I mean, excuse me, Strasburg is the ace of the Nets. And remember also, Joe, just like Garrett Cole, Strasburg can be had this mm. offseason. So he's making money right now performing as a big game pitcher. Damn. But what I would say also with this idea of Verlander and maybe hitting the wall, you, you see in the last few years, you know, we've seen the opener you know, and different ideas. Joe, they do it in Japan. I mm -hmm. wonder, you think we'll ever have a six-man rotation here in Major League Baseball? Well, I think, you know, the what good is uh, having a 23-person bullpen if, uh, if you're only going to roll out the same three dudes over and over and over and over and over <laughs> again? You know, what? I mean, seriously, what, what, where is the, it didn't work for Tampa. You know, Yankee, who had a better bullpen than the Yankees did? What the hell good right. did that do you? You know, it didn't do you, you any damn good. You guys five times in a week over a short series. Right. It, you know, I don't, at least, and this is the best part. If, you got, if you're the Nationals, last night, you got a chance to roll out Fernando Rodney in a situation yeah. where not even he could blow it. So you didn't oh, have to go to the three guys that you – you didn't have to go to Hudson, Doolittle, Corbin. Right. Like, you, you were able to go in another direction, and now game three, you got all of them ready to rock and roll. It could not have worked out any better for Washington. But congratulations. Start to think about this in the offseason. 28 guys in a bullpen that can throw, and you use the same three. How's that working out? How's the stuff? Yeah, ridiculous. All right, take a look at what happened uh, last night in the association. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Sportsgrid.com and want to let you guys know, let's face it, the NBA season, last night, 11 games, two prior, three tonight, 
It is underway this season, and you can dunk on your NBA DFS competition using DailyRoto.com. In fact, compete with the pros on FanDuel and DraftKings with DailyRoto.com, the optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS come along with it. You'll get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and so much more. And you can save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo <coughs> promo code, rather, DUNK. That's uh, promo code DUNK at DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK. That's DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK. Get your 10% off now. And remember, DailyRoto.com, it is where millionaires are made. And big night last night in the association, 11 games on tap. Uh, love tonight's uh, short slate here, Dane. Three games, but we get our first crack at guys like uh, the, I don't know, the new look Golden State Warriors, the new look Houston Rockets, the uh, the new Atlanta Hawks team that we'll have an opportunity to take a look at. So, I mean, we've got... Uh, We've got some very interesting, it's only a short slate, but it's a slate filled with teams that, you know, we've wanted to see the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, the, you know, the pissed off Giannis going to Houston to take on, yeah. you know, Russell Westbrook now and James Harden, my word. There's uh, only one Warriors, ball, though, right? Clippers, yeah, right, exactly. Okay. Warriors, Clippers, Atlanta. So we, we're going to have an opportunity here finally to uh, to be able to see everybody. And last night we had an opportunity to see you know, some new look teams as well, 76ers and Celtics, uh, for instance, which was quite honestly watching some of the worst basketball I've ever seen uh, for a while. It was it was paint drying, man. It was brutal. And uh, the biggest problem for the 76ers, you can always you can tell right away length. Dude, it's how are you going to score on this team? Everybody's like 747 on there. They were swatting shots. That's Horford right. is ridiculous. Embiid. But outside of that, they scored 80% of their 107 points in the paint, which is fine. I got no, which is great. You can do that with Embiid and Horford and Guy when you have that kind of size and you can drive the lane. But you and I both know at some point, you're going to have to be able to have somebody from the outside that can start draining shots, the mid-range, the outside. I don't know. I didn't see it from Simmons last night. I think he's made one three his entire life, so... I don't know where the shooting is going to come from, but quite honestly, I don't know how teams like the Celtics and Kemba Walker couldn't look over anybody. Like, he couldn't get a shot off. Those guys were in his face the entire time. They're a defensive nightmare, but Kemba Walker and Boston, they yeah, they lost Hawford. They lost some size, and they, too, I'm a little bit worried about uh, as far as matching up against teams that, can throw seven footers out there like that. What are you going to do against those teams? And they didn't do very well last night in the first test. Uh, the Celtics did. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. Remember, the Philadelphia 76ers are my pick to get out of the East yep. here in the NBA. Okay. And now here's what I'll say. Last week or in the past, whatever, in the NFL, you have said that the New England Patriots built that defense for one reason only, to stop Patrick Mahomes, right? Yep. You've said this before. They yep. were built and conditioned for their game that they anticipate against Kansas City. True? Yep. Okay. These Philadelphia 76ers, Joe, are built for one reason, to stop 
Giannis Atenacumpo. That's what this <laughs> is so about, true. Joe. That's what this is about. You, this is about Giannis eventually in May or maybe even June having to drive in and see Embiid and Horford and Simmons. That's what this is about. Philly has realized that Toronto, you know, without Kawhi, is not that they've realized their main competition is that dude Giannis in Milwaukee. And I believe in the same way you 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 try to beat your division, right? Or you beat like the you know, they're built to try and beat Mahomes or whatever the case may be. I think the Sixers are built to try to stop Giannis. End mm-hmm. of story. Because if they do that, they're the best team in the East, Joe. Yep. I hey, listen, man. The, watching that game last night, Dave, it was hysterical because it's like it, it's like Andre and the Giant versus everybody yep. else. I'm going. You can't get over these guys. Like That's they're right. swatting. And then when they have the ball in the paint, that you can't. They're just driving. They're running guys over, and it's That's like right. wow. They, they are, will have uh, a mismatch either way, oh, right? You feed Embiid or you feed Horford, and yep. that's their mismatch. That's the yep. whole thing. And just remember, get the ball Joe, to paint. what we say get him in, in the May. ball to paint. Yep. There's that's no right. reason. Even Simmons, uh, when he that's drives, right. we they're boxing dudes out. You can't get to them. There's right. there's no way to defend. At least not Boston anyway. They're not set and, up and for Joe, that. Think about this. First of all, you asked about the shooting. I think ultimately the answer for that is Tobias Harris. Okay? I think that's the... It, that's the answer because, you know, there ain't no J.J. Redick on that roster anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, exactly. And, and by the way, like, what a career for J.J. Redick. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, how he how important has he been as a quality cog to important yep. teams? But I digress, you know. Um, but He was, that's he was pretty this, good for New Orleans in game one sure, against Toronto, too. Yep. Sure. You know, but also in May and June last year, what we say, Joe— what do we say when Giannis couldn't just be a, this dominant force? And he had to rely on those perimeter guys. Brogdon couldn't do it, right? Bledsoe it. couldn't do it when the chips were on the table. It was like freaking Brooke, Brooke Lopez shooting from 23 feet in the playoffs, yep. right? The Sixers mm-hmm. saw that, and they said this is the way to the path to the title in the East. They are built specifically to try to slow down Milwaukee and Giannis and I think you know in the other way in the NFL it's this huge passing league right but we see some teams that want to do it the other way by running the ball right your Seattle's your Dallas's your Baltimore's and we come on this air and talk about how effective that can be as you know doing it building your team one way when everybody else is doing the other thing well in the NBA everybody's on the perimeter the Golden State Warriors made three points and spacing sexy right so little kids in the playground are working on their three instead of working on you know slashing and dunking well this is the response to it consider the Sixers like a run heavy team in a pass heavy NFL they are a team that's going to be in the post and look like the 1990s and I think it can work in the East wow <laughs> It certainly looked good against Boston, that's for sure, because they made it uh, impossible for Boston to be able to get any sort of rhythm. Who has the personnel to match up with this front line, Joe? Yeah, it, not good there, Boston, at all. I, uh, I don't. You guys got to be looking at that. The Celtics fans got to be scratching their head going, uh, and this is Kemba. playoff basketball, too, right? In the same way we talk about playoff baseball in the first segment, how it's different. We talked about in playoff football, you need your running game and your defense, right? In playoff basketball, can you rely more on this front court dominance, or are you going to rely on your 35% shooting from three-point range in May and June? I like the way this is built, Joe. 
Yeah, well, we'll see because uh, Giannis had a had an off season to know exactly what his weakest weakness was, and sure. his weakness wasn't his three point shooting. His weakness was the fact that Serge Ibaka and uh, and Gasol eliminated him and took him out of his pair. He could not push into the into the paint with them. I think Horford and, exactly, and could do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, he's going to have a very hard time doing that against uh, against the Philadelphia 76ers. But uh, I have this sneaking suspicion that is all he worked on in the offseason here because this kid is a um, – he was not happy in the offseason at all that things ended up the way it was. And he was – and I think he's going to be fantastic. I think I can't wait to see him tonight. But he purposely went out of his way. You know, he took the blame. It was his fault because, listen, you shouldn't have to rely on the, the guys in the outside, the Brogdons, and kind of, to be able to win you games like that. You're Giannis, dude. Like, take the damn game yeah, over. But- Couldn't do it with Serge Ibaka and Marcus though. They completely took him out of his game. We'll right. see tonight, though, going up against Houston. What he do to his game? Because you know he worked on something. You know all sure. the greats do. They always, you know, you watch the, uh, you watch LeBron James over time. Yeah. LeBron James had no post game ever. Like you yeah, know, the first four years, yeah, he <laughs> lost. You know, to when he first year in Miami, he lost to Dallas. He had no post game, and right. all of a sudden, then you saw he went into the off season. This is when LeBron actually cared yeah. about basketball. By the way, right. um, yeah, he went out of his way to develop that over time. And yeah, and I can't wait to see what this kid is going to do and become a complete player because as ridiculously freakish as he is, he was kind of one-dimensional last year. And I think he walked into a matchup that he could not have an answer for and it drove him crazy. Well, we'll see tonight because he's he might have to shoot his way out of Houston with uh with Russell and uh and Harden here tonight. That's gonna be a fun matchup. In fact, he's a dog tonight. Uh, a two-point dog tonight on the road. But again, they lost. They're a little new look, too. Don't forget. Yeah. They, uh, the Brogdon's not on that team anymore. They, they're they going to have to figure some things out there as well. But Boston, yikes, Boston. If that's what uh, the East is going to look like here, um, yeah, I don't know where you're going to fit in exactly because they can shoot over – Six six guys. What are you what are you gonna do to the six eleven dudes? Right. Uh unless of course you're gonna be Kyrie and drop fifty. In but yep, in, in a, a loss. loss. <laughs> exactly a loss. it. You <laughs> dropped fifty and Carl Anthony Town says, All right, I'll see your fifty with thirty six, fourteen, and three myself. And uh Minnesota, congratulations. Uh they looked pretty damn dominant as well. Uh, and they would not go away. 127, 126 in overtime. And, of course, Kyrie, 50 points. But the one basket they needed him to make was the final shot, which, wouldn't you know it, just like Kyrie, kind of bounced off the rim and didn't fall down. But looked pretty good there in that arena. I love that floor, man. Did you get, did you catch the yeah. uh, the colors? Of the, I think it place looked packed. Stuff. Yeah, the place well, was mobbed. Hopefully the Nets are more about substance than the aesthetics moving yeah. forward. But, Joe, listen, yeah. if Giannis no, can no. develop a shot, so yeah. can Ben Simmons. Yes. Ah, uh, good point. Uh, he's another so, guy. That's the evolution of all these guys, right? One three. Just give me one three. Make me feel better. All right, talk about the Knicks. Next. Win. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. number of other people kind of laughed at me cam gabe when i said uh, give me the knicks tonight and everyone was like what like they, you do realize they're on the road taking the spurs i said yeah I, i'm well aware and i had a uh, i had a very um i had a premonition about this kid jay uh, rj barrett who i have oh, that right guys is going to be uh, when the I think you're going to get a very interesting player from the standpoint of when the lights are on this kid. I think he turns yeah. it up a notch. I think he's yeah. got another level and I don't they think he's got a chance yeah. to see it because it was all Zion in Duke there for his year. But I do think that this kid is when the light is on him and we it's last night was really the first time that we had a chance to see it. it's going to be more so when he's in the garden. But sure. he has a he single handedly put the Knicks and took the Knicks back. They lost that first quarter last night, but his ability last night to be able to take over the game in the second quarter was it it justified everything that the Knicks did in order to be able to go and get him because he took the game over in the second quarter and gave them an opportunity uh, to, to actually win that game last night. Now, of course, part of it is he's 19 years old. You got to learn how to win as a team in the NBA, but more importantly, finish games. The Knicks were outscored 37-27 in the fourth, but they were tied going into the fourth here, guys. I mean, that was, they were, uh, they had the opportunity. They were a 16, they had a 16-point lead at one point in this game in the third. Uh, He scored 21. He was 9 of 13, five boards, two assists. He played 37 minutes. Didn't look great at the point. Pavona and I were talking about that earlier this morning, but uh, listen, this kid, is the real deal. You and you put him around a couple of really good character guys too with uh with with Randall and Morris and all of a sudden now the Knicks they may uh, they're not going to win 50 games, but right. I like my over chances here. Uh you know, will they win 30? I bet you they will because uh I don't think they're going to be they're not going to be blown out as nearly as much as what we saw last year. They got to learn how to win and finish games. But I do think that'll happen sooner rather than later. This kid's the real deal, R.J. Barrett. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about him a lot this year. Yeah, Joe. I mean, listen, 9 for 13, that's what you got to look for out of R.J. Barrett, okay? And this is a guy that didn't look like the shooting uh, Mm -hmm. that he was supposed to have in the summer league. You know what I'm saying? So I am encouraged by this, and he can go out there and get his own shot. I've been saying, we said it going into the draft, Joe. I wasn't talking about Zion as a bust or as Greg Oden, but what I did say was that Greg, I mean, Zion is not 
necessarily perfect for the 2019 NBA. The 2019 mm -hmm. NBA is for guys like John Morant, guys like RJ Barrett. So I'm okay with this. And you're right. Listen, they they were they had designs of getting, you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and and yes. that didn't happen, right? But Randall is a solid a solid player. You talk about Morris, you talk about guys like Alfred Payton, right? And you combine that with a young core and and the process begins, Joe. You know what I mean? And that right. is the process, right? Yep. And so we can still see stuff out of kids like Kevin Knox, out of Dennis Smith Jr. We shall see. The one yep. thing I do disagree with you, Joe, is the improvements the Knicks are making are real. But I think for this year, at least, what it'll help them do, it won't help, Joe, I don't think you're a win total bet. I think it will help them cover on a lot of nights, like last night. But I don't know that it helps them win a bunch more games. I think they will be a better against the spread team, and you'll have a lot of nights like this where they ultimately lose the game, but were more competitive than you thought, and you get the cover because you needed every one of those 10 points last night, Joe. Well, I, I think they'll win every one of those bottom tier games against teams like Cleveland. And, uh, you know, the, the list will go on here, guys, they Oklahoma city, they'll, they'll be oh. able to take care of business for themselves. And don't forget, they didn't have their, the best, one of the best defenders and shot blockers in the game didn't play last night because yeah, uh, out of nowhere, honest. an ankle injury. Um, and Dennis Smith was nowhere to be found. He was a liability every time he hit the court, but, Right. Uh, the core is there. This is the this is a better Knicks team than we have a more competitive team anyway yeah. that we've seen. And it's I like Fizdale. I like Fizdale. I think yeah. he's exactly the right coach for this core of kids uh, moving forward. So I do think that they're going to be they're going to be all right. The Knicks. Uh, I, but this is the, the long game play, I was Joe. really enamored with last night was uh, the Doncic Porzingis combination <laughs> in Dallas, guys. Now they were playing Washington. Not going to get crazy here. But my word, guys, uh, Doncic Porzingis. Porzingis still looks like he's getting his legs a little bit under him here because it's well, been <laughs> it, it's been almost two years, I think, since he's actually uh, since he's been going uh, going at it. So, uh, but he looked really good. But Luka Doncic, man, that dude is matchup nightmare. But that dude is crazy, crazy good at home. Bradley Beal had 19, but Doncic drops in 34, nine and three last night. And uh, and Porzingis really is not even in shape as far as I'm concerned. He's not in basketball shape. He looks good, but uh, at least no ill effects from any knee or anything like that. This is going to be a pretty fun team to watch, man. Those two guys, they're going to beat you in the paint, and then they're going to start dropping threes from the out. Yeah, okay, good luck. Good luck with that. Let me know how that works. I think Dallas is going to win a bunch of games here this year. Yeah, this, here's the other thing, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. This is a team that's going to make a trade at the trading deadline for yes. a guard. Yeah. Okay, and I know yeah. I know it's game yeah. one, and I'm already mm -hmm. talking about February, right? Right. But there's a couple of teams where I'm already seeing like, oh, if they just had one more piece, and Dallas is one of them, Joe. You know, yes, you're right. This front court, and I like guys like Seth Curry and Tim Hardaway mm -hmm. Jr. Right? But I think they need one more piece that'll surface itself from a yeah. bad team that happens to have a good guard. Remember this come. February, Dallas, there's a couple of other teams in the West that I just, I know they're not fully complete yet, you know, and I'm excited for it. Like Joe, we had, and it's such a, 
I think it's indicative of, you know, what, the way we are in the NBA and the, the sensationalization of everything. We had a playoff rematch of a great series last night, and mm-hmm. we still ain't talking about those teams. Denver and Portland, Joe. Denver yep. and Portland play each other. We keep on talking about how good these teams are. Yet, you know, we still haven't talked about them. We'll talk about Dallas and the Nets and the Knicks before Denver and Portland, you know, who who had their rivalry renewed. Good game, great players, and we're still not talking about these teams, Joe. Yeah, well, also no new players. The the big question Fair. mark here is always so much is made about these eight, nineteen year old rookies coming in. The needle for Portland? Yeah, yeah, nobody exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're they're going to be who they are. They're veteran teams now at this particular point. There's no more youth or or new movement here. It's it's this next wave that becomes very interesting. I mean, we haven't seen Porzingis shoot a basketball in two years. So I I, the question was, does he look? Is he any good? I mean, he's he's with his buddy. Dallas, you know, they gave up a lot to go get him, and, well, so far, so good. But Luka Doncic, again, another guy that's going to be in the MVP conversation for sure this year if he stays healthy. Uh, But the Wizards covered, by the way, plus nine, guys. They they covered, and they were part of a group that included the Knicks that covered at 10.5. The Timberwolves did win, but they were also underdogs last night at plus three. Um, I I hate the, the Cavs. The damn Cavs even covered. Didn't win. The Magic uh, kind of coasted there, 94 to 85, but nine and a half point dogs. The Charlotte Hornets and Chicago Bulls might have scored 300 points last night if they would have kept playing. Um, talk about no defense. They were bombing from all over the place in that game. But the Hornets, three and a half point dogs. Yeah, guess what? They won outright. Yeah. I mean, the Pistons. Oh, Blake Griffin's not playing. Uh, okay. Well, you know, Andre Drummond went out there and dropped, uh, you know, 30 Hello. and grabbed 20 boards last night. Hello. Holy crap. Um, so the Pacers also didn't win last night. 119-110. Pistons, Hornets, Cavs, T-Wolves, Knicks, Wizard. Oh, yeah. The Thunder also covered Thunder. Uh, against the Jazz. They were getting nine points. It was a opening night, guys. All about the dogs last night in uh, in the NBA. So it'll be interesting to see. And what did we always say, Dane, right? Early on in the season, a right. lot of undervalued, uh, uh, overvalued teams. And this is exactly the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Seven and two, the true dogs, by the way, seven and two. They went last night against the number. That's pretty damn impressive, man. That is. That absolutely is. You know, and like we say, early on in the season, you know, we got to see how these teams settle. There's been so much player movement, coach movement. We want to see new rotations. So, yeah, especially early on in the season, we got to we got to see how how this all shakes out. So maybe we take the plus money and the plus points for a little while. I'm just saying, Joe, my Western teams, give me Portland, give me Denver, give me Utah as well as these kind of unsexy, nondescript teams that aren't, you know, going to get the public love, but they're going to get my love for the next five, six months. Well, this is exactly what we're talking about, too. Don't forget that, uh, you know, that Denver-Portland game. Uh, Denver, guys, opened up as a two-point dog on the mm-hmm. road in Portland. Yeah, uh, they ended up winning outright 108-100. And the Phoenix Suns, too, mm-hmm. they opened up as a two-point home dog against the Kings. They rolled them 124-95. to So, um, 
Plenty of opportunities in the NBA, guys, over the next couple of weeks for you to be able to hop on some ridiculous lines, some some real, real uh, inefficiencies in the market while they try to get caught up with the rest of the world. But could you imagine hopping on the Nuggets, getting two in Portland? Like, seriously? Like, um, yeah, uh, okay. And the Suns also showed that they can actually score some points finally, 124 to 95. But all in all, guys, Look for, in the NBA, even tonight, you got Milwaukee's getting two points, guys. I wonder how long that's going to stay there. Um, I think Houston's part of that crew, like the the, uh, L.A. uh, Lakers there, that whether they should be or shouldn't be, Dane, I think they're going to get such public love with those two guys that, you know, they're a situation where I don't know how good they'll be. I know they'll shoot a lot. I don't know how good they're going to be at winning games against like Milwaukee or some of the, you know, the better right. Western teams, Portland, Denver. They're going to be yeah. favorites in all of those games, whether they should be or shouldn't be. Well, this is what I'm talking about. Early on, you know, you can get this kind of idea with the public perception. I want to see yep. what the two of these guys are going to look like together, because remember, <laughs> there wait. is only one basketball. <laughs> exactly correct. I can't wait to see I what this see the is going to look like. like. How often are they even on this court at the same time? Exactly. Maybe they are. You know, maybe they. Maybe they're all. What I honestly think, Joe, is that they're only going to be on the court together at the very beginning of the game and the very end of the game. And otherwise, they're going to kind of alternate stretches. Yep. Why would you? Yeah, exactly correct, man. I just don't know and what five the house. In the fourth, they're both back yep. on. How are you going to coexist the two of them? But it's not going to matter because the, you know, the the NBA, the public is going to, oh, oh Houston, it's oh, Russell, it. it's, it's Harden. I'll get, oh, okay. And I just I mean, take the under two. on every Rockets game. Aren't that they going to be like Duke? Aren't they going to yes. be like Duke and the Patriots and all this stuff exactly. where we say it's so publicly inflated? Mm-hmm. Because oh my God, Harden's going to score forty a game, and oh my yep. God, Russell Westbrook will have a triple double every game, mm-hmm. but. That's, you know, that's not the entire equation. And when's the last time you saw this, Dane? Golden State tonight, getting two points at home. Told you, Joe. Welcoming in the Clippers at home, getting two points. They're my NBA champion, Joe. Let's go. Let's go. Interesting. Hawks, too. Can't wait to see the Atlanta Hawks. It's a new era in Atlanta. Be interesting to watch them against Detroit, who's already played a game. We got some trends on that. We'll also talk to you, uh, that game tonight in the NFL. We'll do that next year. Make it rain. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, some uh, NFL action Thursday night football. Washington uh, Redskins on the road taking on the uh, the Minnesota Vikings. We'll dive into uh, this game along with the uh, the college game too. A couple of double digit dogs uh, tonight in the Houston Cougars and the Washington Redskins. 
Uh, say hello to the SMU Mustangs if you haven't uh, had a chance to uh, watch or get familiar with them, guys. This is uh, this is quite the college football team that nobody is talking about. Very well coached, plays defense, great offense, and uh, much like uh, much like Boise State all those years, where you're like, wow, these aren't the biggest kids, but you know what? They're football players, and that's kind of what you're going to see tonight uh, with SMU taking on Houston, who. Every other week, a kid either quits or red shirts or decides I'm going to take the year off. It's uh, it's drama upon drama in Houston. But 14 points is still a lot of points. Uh, and so is 16 and a half or 17 for Washington. And we'll dive into those games to give you the trends. But the numbers are in from World Series game one from a TV perspective, Dane. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. And, yeah, we got these in here. And let's just uh, compare it to last year, for instance. Uh, it is uh, just about 11.5% uh, down from the Red Sox-Dodgers last year. Uh, it was the best thing on TV that night. Obviously, it won the night. But it was just about 3,000 television sets away from setting the lowest record we've seen since the, uh, you know, since the early 2000s. So uh, this is, while it's the best or the most watched baseball game so far this year, Houston yeah. and the, the Yankees game six was, uh, was first with almost seven and a half million. Right. Yeah, it was uh, just over uh, 12 and a half, uh, 12 and a half million dollars. Uh, 12 and a half uh, million viewers, rather. Views. So, uh, re yeah, so television sets or viewers. So, yeah. uh, Joe, can I ask you something? Honestly, uh, how do the Nielsen ratings, how does that work, Joe, in this day and age where we're streaming and, like, people are sharing logins across eight different sets? Like, how do they count those numbers? They don't. Like, they don't. They so don't maybe count. that's 11%. Maybe 11% of the people are just watching it in a different way these days, like on their phone. Right. But that's not going like, to help you sell ads. I honestly don't know. How do they count it? That's not going to help you sell ads because nobody's yeah. counting it. So, you know, that's the problem no, for you. them. It's a business. A lot more people listen to radio than have those 